folks, and welcome to another episode of Knowledge with Homage. I'm your host, David Castle, coming at you live from a quarantined Carson City, Nevada, in the United States of America. They got this shit locked down, folks. Martial Law is here. Hope you're all stocked up on food and ammo. If not, go get some. Because who knows what the fuck could happen. This is some crazy shit, man. I know a lot of people out there are scared, looking for guidance, or just confused. I think more people are just confused. Like, what is happening, you know? It's because we've never seen these types of changes in our lifetimes. In fact, they've, they've never really taken place in, in the history of the modern world. For example, uh, here where I live in Nevada, obviously the gaming industry is huge, but all the casinos are closed down, all the bars are closed down. Most of the restaurants are closed down, um, except for the big chains. You know, they'll, they'll still do drive through and shit like that. But, you know, they're closing all the bit. My business got, I work in car sales. I got closed down for 30 days. You know, that's just fucking, and who knows if my job will even exist after that. And I know a lot of you are in the same boat, and these are scary times, and it's crazy, and it's all done intentionally by the government. So, <laughs> for your own good, of course. It's ridiculous, man. This is some fucked up shit. It really is. And uh, I know, yeah, a lot of people out there looking for guidance and explanations about what's going on. And, uh, you know, people have been talking about this for years, man, about, about how this is part of the plan. We have this coronavirus that comes, you know, supposedly out of China. Who knows? Honestly, we could have made it. It could be a man-made thing. It could be naturally occurring. Uh, nobody knows. It could be the 5G shit. Who knows? All we can do is speculate at this point. But what is real and what we do know are the repercussions surrounding this supposed virus, which is only if it killed like 10,000 people worldwide and there's seven over 7 billion people in the whole entire world. And yet we're going to stop the, the whole world, the whole economy because of this. That's going to kill more people than this virus ever will. Just the economic repercussions. And this is all by design. Your government doesn't care about you. I can't stress that enough. Keep in mind this government who <laughs> they're trying so hard to, to protect you from this virus. Especially old people. They want to protect the old people. They don't give a fuck about old people, man. And let's just go over a couple things to, to start this out in case you have an inkling of a notion that your government cares about you. Let's not forget your government did 9-11. Uh, not every fucking senator and congressman was involved in it, but they're not exposing it, are they? It's pretty obvious that they did that shit, and they covered it up, and they started a gigantic fucking war that's still going on with that as its justification. So, yeah, your government blew up the World Trade Center. There were seven buildings on the World Trade Center, not just the Twin Towers. There was actually seven big-ass buildings which they brought down with the directed energy weapon. You could read Elena Freeland's book, Where Did the Towers Go?, where she explains in very thorough detail what happened and what didn't happen. So, yeah, your government did 9-11. That was cool, fucking assholes. And then they went and invaded Afghanistan, which Osama bin Laden wasn't even in front of Afghanistan. And then they invaded Iraq, which they had nothing to do with it. (laughs) but they said they had weapons of mass destruction. We're still in Iraq, by the way, and they pulled some troops out, but we still got people there. 
And uh, never found any weapons of mass destruction, but still killed hundreds of thousands to millions of people uh, throughout the Middle East. And, uh, you know, a lot of Americans died too because they signed up for it and they thought they were protecting their country. They were brainwashed into the system, into believing that they were doing something heroic because of these movies that are funded by the Pentagon that brainwash kids into becoming brainwashed soldiers to go do the dirty work of the elite across the world. So, yeah, just to just in case you guys forgot about that, your government blew up the fucking World Trade Center so they could start a war on terror and spread death and destruction across the globe and destabilize countries in the Middle East. Now, in addition to that, I mean, there's countless examples. Of course, there was Vietnam. How many people got sent to die in Vietnam for no fucking reason? They did that to us, and... and uh, what about all the homeless veterans? Are they taking care of those people? No, of course not. More people die from suicide. Uh, more more ex more vets die from suicide than died in the Vietnam War. And you can look up that. That's a real statistic. I think I read an article about that on my last podcast. Uh, what else does the government do to um, further shit on everyone? Oh, they spray the chemtrails fucking all the time. They totally control the weather. Uh, this is well-documented weather modification. They're seeding the clouds, spraying it with who knows what. There's also the nanotechnology that's being sprayed into the sky, which is manipulated by scalar waves. Some scientific shit, but it's happening. The weather is totally controlled. They can also set off volcanic eruptions. They can make earthquakes happen, which reminds me, there was an earthquake here yesterday that was insane. It was only a 5.0, but it was still like took took you by surprise. And uh, I don't want to get into too much detail about what I was doing, but okay, I will. I was fucking in the bathroom, dude, and you could imagine what I was doing, man. I was taking a shit, and there was an earthquake. It was fucking, dude, it was the craziest thing that's ever happened in my whole entire life. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, <coughs> excuse me. Needless to say, uh, we did the thing that everyone does after an earthquake's and I live in Nevada, earthquakes are actually pretty common, but all we like walk outside the house, I was the only one at the house, but all my neighbors are outside like looking around like, what the fuck was that, did you feel that? And we're all like, yeah, that shit was crazy, and then, and then we went back inside. But anyways, yeah, so they can create volcanic eruptions, they can create wars across the world for absolutely no reason, they can brainwash the kids to go fight in these wars and die for nothing, and give them a little fucking ribbon or something if they do make it home with one of their arms or legs blown off. You get a little ribbon, and uh, yeah, that's all fine and dandy. And of course, you know, they still have soldiers in Afghanistan. That's where they're growing all the heroin. I'm sure you know somebody who, you know, may have been a friend or family member who was addicted to heroin or opium or whatever or has died from it. I know, I know many people that we've suffered hard from that here in Nevada where I live. And a lot of people have died from that shit, and that shit's all coming in from Afghanistan, courtesy of the CIA. What else has the government done? Oh, they created crack, they created AIDS. Um, you know, keeping the black man down, fucking forcing them in the inner cities, making it so they can't get jobs, racism, all kinds of fucking shit, man. But they're they're against everyone. It's not that there ain't no such thing as white privilege here when it comes to these motherfuckers. Anyways, so I'm just getting at how ridiculous it is to think that your government would do anything to help you or keep you safe. <laughs> it's just not going to happen, guys. This is uh, all part of the agenda, and you know that's just that's just a fact. 
So, like I said, it's just so weird going around and seeing how everything has changed overnight. I go into work one day. I was supposed to work 10 to 7. I get there, and my boss is like, okay, we're closing at 12 for a month. And I'm like, what the fuck? Okay. And then it's just everything is surreal at that point. It's like, okay, I just, like, lost my job. Who knows what the world's going to be like in a month? This thing could last months. I'm going to read an article to you guys here in a second that talks about how you know, this could go on for 8 to 12 weeks. Who knows? Everything is going to change because of this event. This is like a 9-11 type event. In fact, it's even bigger than that because, you know, even after 9-11, yeah, the airlines were affected, but it didn't affect every aspect of the economy. They didn't close down every fucking business because they were afraid that a terrorist might come in. But you see, this is why this virus is the perfect scapegoat. It's the perfect enemy. And even Donald Trump came out and said that we're at war. We're at war with an invisible enemy and we will win. So he, they're treating this like a fucking war. They're using all this wartime propaganda and all this jargon to get people into thinking that, you know, we're at war with this little fucking virus that's the size of, it's like a billionth of the size of a quarter or some shit. It's so small and it's like anyone could have it. You could be a carrier. Anyone could be a carrier. So you got to just stay in your house. Don't do shit. Don't even fucking leave the house. You can't go to work. You can't make money. Um, everyone's fucked because everyone's a suspect. It's just like the war on terror. You know, anyone could be a terrorist, so we got to watch everyone. We got to listen to all your phone calls. We got to do all this shit because everyone's a suspect. And then this is just such a good scapegoat for them. They're fucking jizzing in their pants over this shit. And, of course, it was all planned well ahead of time uh, for this precise purpose. And anyone who doesn't think that just doesn't understand the way the world really works, which is 99.9% of the population, in all honesty. I think a lot of people are waking up, but, dude, most people are just, they just believe the media. They're so brainwashed by that shit. They're believing everything that's told to them, and it's sad, dude. And you try to talk to these people, like, it's it, we're really on some 1984 Brave New World shit where people are going to start snitching on other people. You know, they probably already are. And using, you know, they already use public uh, social media to shame people and shit. And, like, if you think differently from someone or you try to bring something to someone's attention, they they react violently. Like, they're so brainwashed, they just don't get it, you know? And they think that you're the enemy. They literally think that you're, like, a terrorist or something. And they believe that the government wants to help them. The same government who's going to blow up those towers in Manhattan and then uh, blow up the Middle East, too. And the government, who's been part of countless regime changes throughout the world, I think it's like over 50 military bases and uh, like over a thousand across the world. And we're just, we're just really good at killing people. That's what your government does. And let us not forget that the word, the word government comes from two Latin roots, one of them being gubernare, which means to control, and the other being mente, which means the mind. So the word government literally means mind control, and that's what it is. It's an elaborate uh, structure which is meant at controlling the public consciousness. And it, it, it's presented to seem very real, very official. Uh, they, they have these, these big, nice buildings. They wear suits. They carry briefcases. They look very uh, sophisticated and, you know, like they're in a position of power, like they deserve to have that position of power. And they, they speak eloquently. Not really, though, anymore. They used to. Uh, they used to be good writers, and you know maybe they used to care about the public at one point, but this is no longer the case, and uh, 
you know, the media is a huge part of this shit. They're fucking, they are part of the government. They are the government. Uh, the mainstream media is totally on board. A lot of the alternative media is on board with this too. They put out these people who are shills and, or, you know, they're shills. They're, they're people who fucking work for the government. They work for the CIA. They work for whatever, but they're there to spread disinformation. They also have a bunch of bots and, uh, you know, like AI computer type things, which get triggered by certain keywords. So if you're on YouTube, you're posting videos about some shit or on Facebook or Twitter or whatever, any of these social media types of platforms, uh, they actually have a whole entire thousands of teams, thousands of people on different teams, which are dedicated solely to fucking trolling you. So if you're a real alternative researcher and you're trying to expose some shit, they actually have people whose whole job it is to try to piss you off and make you look like a dumb fuck. And this is the reality of the world we live in, folks. That is your government for you, trying to protect you. Because, see, you got to understand that we're in an information war. This is not a, a kinetic war. This is an information war. What I mean by kinetic war is that'd be like bombs and, and bullets and shit. That was like World War One, World War Two, even Vietnam. Uh, of course, information warfare is a large part of those, too. But kinetic warfare was the primary source of aggression in those battles. They were blowing people up. They were fucking blowing motherfuckers' brains out, blowing up cities, and that's how you won the war. Well, they've realized that since we're so interconnected now uh, with, through this technology, through the internet, uh, the way to fight these wars now is not through kinetic energy. is through information and control of information and suppression of other information. So... That's why there's like they're they're cracking down on this shit, dude. And if you're speaking out like like what I'm doing right now and people like me and you know, I'm not even really that good at this shit. I'm just talking, but I know that there's an audience for it and people are kind of looking for explanations. And I have a few. But uh people people that are doing this are gonna be singled out and targeted. You know, I wouldn't be surprised if sometime in the future it could be in the near future where they start kicking down fucking doors and dragging us out with a fucking black bag over our heads for doing this kind of shit, you know? But, uh, yeah, it's an information war. And, of course, you know, you think of Alex Jones' InfoWars, which is a pretty clever title clever title for his, uh, his news station. But a lot of people think he might be a shill, too. I don't know. I do not fucking know. But the information war is very real. And then... This COVID-19 thing, this coronavirus, it's totally part of it. Um, it's a psychological operation. And what a PSYOP is, is is a fucking, it's a big type. It could be a hoax. It could be like a false flag. It's kind of like those. But, you know, people can really die and be affected by it. But it's meant it at changing the consciousness of the population. See, what they just did, like overnight seemingly, is, dude, the government just flexed on us so hard. They just shut down everything. They really put everyone in their place. Like, oh, you think you're free? Well, fucking, there's, your job's gone. You know, every, you can't go to a restaurant anymore. You can't go to a bar. You can't go to the casino. You can't go to the fucking movie theater or to a play or to anything. They shut down the whole fucking world, dude. Because, you know, it's no different than the times of kings and queens. We are still just, just fucking peasants. Uh, to these people, and they control us, and 
they just don't do it so out in the open now. It's it's through psychological ways. It's a scientific method of controlling the consciousness of the public, and it's very effective. Uh, so much of your money goes to these universities who have entire departments uh, dedicated to figuring out ways to control the public. They study the human mind. They study the brain and different ways of controlling people's perception of reality and just controlling their minds in general. Mind control is so huge, and uh, you know you should really study up on that and how pervasive it is in our world today. Of course, you know there's well-known instances of the government experimenting in mind control, things like MK Ultra, Project Monarch, and you know shit like that, dude. Like they got fucking mind control assassins. They got all kinds of shit, man. And uh, it's really just outrageous. And this this COVID nineteen coronavirus thing is totally part of that. It's meant to scare the fuck out of the public, and people are scared, dude. They're confused. They're like they don't know what to do. You know what I'm saying? Like, for example, uh, you can't even go to the gym anymore. A lot of people that's their whole life, dude. If they can't go to the gym, they're fucking tripping, dude. And, uh, man, it's just ridiculous. But I want to, you know, I'm kind of just rambling at this point, but I want to play some some interesting clips. Actually, I only have, like, one clip. <laughs> and I'm going to play it off my phone into the microphone. We'll see if this works. But this is that Simpsons fucking episode, which this, you know, this could be classified as predictive programming because, you know, the Simpsons is notorious for that. They're just leaving little nest eggs in, like letting, you know, kind of shitting in your face and letting you know that all this stuff was planned ahead of time. So let me play this for you and uh, I'll let you determine whether or not it's legit. See if it works. I'd like to call to order this secret conclave of America's media empires. We are here to come up with the next phony baloney crisis to put Americans back where they belong in dark rooms glued to their televisions too terrified to skip the commercials. Well, I think... NBC, you are here to listen and not speak. I think we should go with a good old-fashioned public health care. Uh, yeah. A new disease. No one's immune. It's like the summer of the shark, except instead of a shark, it's an epidemic. And instead of summer, it's all the time. That is... Now, I hate to be the guy who derails what everybody else loves. He loves being that guy. But, Janice, we do have standards. This can't be a made-up disease. The only moral thing to do is release a deadly virus into the general public. We do have something we've been holding on to, but it hasn't been tested. Get over here, NBC. Uh, <laughs> well, we certainly believe in testing, but I... Oh, oh. Yes, very, very funny. Good old Simpsons. 
But, you know, they, they do this kind of shit, and it's kind of ra- makes you raise an eyebrow. Like, okay, what do these guys really know? And this shit is all planned out ahead of time, years ahead of time. They know exactly what the fuck they're doing, just like 9-11 was planned out, just like all these other big events. Things like this don't just spontaneously happen. Not when they go along the lines of the agenda, you know, and they do everything that these guys want to do, ultimately, which I'm going to read an article about that here in a second. But I just wanted to read this one uh, to you first. And this one comes from foreignpolicy.com. So, you know, very mainstream source. And it says, sorry, America, the full lockdown is coming. Politicians won't admit it yet, but it's time to prepare physically and psychologically for a sudden stop to all life outside your home. This was published on the 18th, so three days ago. A few days ago, I shared wine, cheese, and camaraderie with a small group of close friends, and sadly, after five excellent bottles of Couteau de Rhone wine, we said goodbye to one another, knowing we shall not again share company for many weeks, perhaps months. Yesterday, my dearest neighbors knocked on the door, carts loaded with suitcases and boxes in tow to wish me well for the duration of the great pandemic. We air-hugged. See, this is like a a, little mind control right there. And just on a side note, do you know anyone who has the virus? I'm not saying it's fake. I'm just saying it's not as big of a deal as they're making out. Are there people fucking puking their fucking brains out in the middle of the street everywhere? No, of course not. It's not that big of a deal. It's just the flu. Anyway, and people are going to get pissed that I said that, but dude, fuck off. We air-hugged and I sadly watched them tromp off to their packed vehicle, abandoning New York City for their country home. As they wandered off, I said, see you in September, I hope, or whenever things are normal again. For some countries, Italy, South Korea, and Singapore, for example, the moment of decision and personal preparation has long since passed, and millions of people are stuck in place watching their epidemic unfold. On the eve of St. Patrick's Day, the mayor of San Francisco ordered her entire population, her entire population, see, she owns this place, and this is the way they think of you folks. These these government officials, they fucking own you, man. And they love shutting everything down and putting everything in their, everyone in their place, man, showing you where you really stand. Uh, The mayor of San Francisco ordered her entire population to shelter in place for a few weeks. The window of opportunity to relocate has closed for residents of the Bay Area. And that is a fucking bummer, dude. If you're stuck in one of these big cities, man, I would say, and if you have another option, I would say make way for the country. Do you want to be stuck in one of these cities? It's just, uh, tensions are high in the city, man. It's a whole, it's just different, dude. Not as many resources either. Whether you are reading this in your living room in Vancouver, office in London, or on a subway in New York City, you need to think hard and fast about two crucial questions. Where and with whom do you want to spend the next 6 to 12 weeks of your life hunkered down for the epidemic duration? Now, this is foreignpolicy.com. I'm assuming they're in cahoots with the Council of, uh, what is it, the Council of Foreign Relations? I don't know. Maybe they're their own shit. I'm fucking just making assumptions at this point. But they seem like a pretty fucking legit website. And they're saying 6 to 12 weeks? That's that's a few months, folks. And we just started this shit. And what can you do to make that place as safe as possible for yourself and those around you? Your time to answer those questions is very short. A few days at most. 
So they're, they're calling for an immediate lockdown, total lockdown coming to the whole entire country very soon. Airports will close, trains will shut down, gasoline supplies may dwindle, and roadblocks may be set up. See, this is in, this is total martial law, folks. They're going to bring in the military. And, uh, you know, like I said, the government's flexing pretty fucking hard right now. Nations are closing their borders, and as the numbers of sick rise, towns, suburbs, and even entire countries will try to shut the virus out by blocking travel. Yeah, the invisible enemy, folks. You can't travel around because you could have the virus. Wherever you decided to settle down this week is likely to be the place in which you will be stuck for the duration of your epidemic. So it's, it's a personal epidemic for everyone. Everyone gets their own epidemic. To appreciate what lies ahead for the United States, Canada, Mexico, and the United Kingdom, pay heed to Italy, France, and Germany. The United States, for example, is currently tracking exactly where Italy was 10 days ago. France and Germany, which tracked two to five days ahead of the United States, are now revving up measures akin to those taken by Italy, including lockdowns on movement and social activity. In a matter of days, the United States will follow suit. If you live alone, have no family members or close friends who require your special attention and no alternative living space, you have no decision to make. You are where you will be for coming weeks. Many households are now swelling as colleges and universities close, sending students to their parents' homes, and young adults find themselves facing financial ruin amid the shutdown of theaters, restaurants, gig economy work, construction sites, and other forms of employment, lacking job protection and home assistance. Hey, that's me. We're fucked. These young adults may also choose to return to their parents' homes or to secondary residences owned by friends or relatives. Uh, The entire economy is fucked, folks. This is, you know, we just turned a page in history where things are never going to be the same, honestly. As employers shift to work-from-home status, white-collar workers with salaried jobs need to consider where best to hunker down, allowing them strong internet access in a homework setting for workers whose jobs require physical presence at a work site, such as custodians, factory workers, security guards, construction personnel, taxi drivers, and the like, the relocation option is decided. Stay put. See, they're trying to get everyone to work on the internet because uh, they don't need you anymore, man. They want you to work from home. They don't want you out in society. But many may lose their jobs either temporarily or permanently due to the epidemic. They love that word, epidemic. And the prospect of six to eight weeks without an income stream is excruciating. That's a fact. Anybody facing the prospect should immediately negotiate with their landlords, mortgage lenders, and utilities seeking long-term payment options and scour for information regarding their legal rights if threatened with eviction, power shutoff, or loss of credit due to epidemic spawned non-payment. Because elderly people, particularly those with underlying medical conditions, are at special risk for severe reactions to COVID-19, including death, many families are making choices to move closer to their aged loved ones and bring them to live with their adult children and grandchildren. These can be painful decisions, particularly if the elder's health requires daily attention or features dementia. As the epidemic worsens, it will become increasingly dangerous for such elders to travel. Tough choices must be made immediately. Anyways... I don't want to keep reading this. It's annoying. Let's see. Long-term confinement that includes children undergoing remote schooling and adults trying to to work requires designated spaces for each individual, a powerful internet signal and Wi-Fi router, and a great deal of shared patience. Everybody in the household must understand how the coronavirus is spread, so everyone must be very fucking afraid, and especially the children, because this is going to be the new normal for the kids. 
I think a lot of this is just aimed at brainwashing the next generation. Nobody's safe ever. Anybody could have a fucking disease. Everything is an epidemic. And we're all fucked. That's the... That's the basis of it. So it goes on to continue talking about the fucking virus and how you got to wash your hands and you should be very afraid because everyone's going to die. So done with that one. But basically what they're doing is calling for a uh, total lockdown of the entire country for up to three months. And what is it? It's late March right now. So March, April, May, June, fucking into June, almost July. This is nuts, dude. Fucking crazy. Uh, Somebody just sent me this article, so shout-outs to that dude, and it says, Federal Reserve to lend an additional $1 trillion a day to large banks. And this is coming from PBS, just published yesterday, yesterday evening. The Federal Reserve moved with unprecedented force and speed Friday to pump huge amounts of cash into the financial system to ease disruptions that have escalated since the viral outbreak. The New York Federal Reserve Bank said it will offer $1 trillion of overnight loans a day through the end of this month to large banks. That is an additional that is in addition to $1 trillion in 14-day loans it is offering every week. That's a lot of fucking money, dude. I think a trillion dollars is enough in like $100 bills to reach the moon. I could be wrong. But I heard someone say that once. (laughs) Banks so far have not borrowed nearly as much as the New York Fed is offering, and the loans are quickly repaid. None of the funding is from taxpayer dollars. Wall Street analysts say the huge number is intended to calm markets by demonstrating that the Fed's ability to lend short-term is nearly unlimited. That's because they just fucking print money out of nowhere. And um, everyone should watch James Corbett's uh, documentary on the Federal Reserve. You have to understand the Federal Reserve isn't even part of the government. It's a private banking institution that was created in secrecy uh, while all the fucking Congress people were away for Christmas. And they did it on a place called Jekyll Island in the early 1900s. And all these big bankers came together and totally rigged the fucking system, dude. So, you know, that's your Rothschilds, Rockefellers, these type of motherfuckers. They own all the money, and they're just printing it out of thin air. And they're getting a shitload of money back in interest. And uh, that's how they control the world, folks. And if you don't don't sign on with the Federal Reserve System, then you get targeted for warfare. Because that was Iraq, that was Libya, that's Iran. Uh, There's a few holdout countries, North Korea, and we are trying to fuck them up. Because you you better fucking get on board with this shit. The bankers are the ones behind all this stuff. The Fed is also buying treasury bonds at a furious pace and will soon run through the $500 billion in purchases it announced on Sunday. It is also accelerating its purchases of mortgage-backed securities. Most analysts expect they will buy more. The Fed has just worked with unprecedented speed. Yeah, because they just typed in a few more zeros on the fucking computer. Said Stephen Friedman. A former economist at the New York Fed and senior macro economist at Mackey Shields, an asset manager. I think there will be no hesitation on their part about buying as many treasuries and mortgage-backed securities as necessary. So anyways, blah, 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 goes and talk about some numbers shit. A trillion bucks a day. That's a lot of money. And they're just printing it out of thin air and just letting it into the economy. And that should tell you that the economy is fucked up. I'm no economist. I'm no expert on this shit. 
I'm pretty broke, honestly. But I can tell that the economy's fucked. And one reason I can tell that is because at my work, they're doing 0% financing for 84 months. They never do that shit. No payments for 90 days. Well, you can't buy a car right now because we're shut down for 30 days, but maybe when, when we fucking come back, you know, I had two two hours where I was able to sell a car for that. And of course, you know, nobody bought one because there's nobody there. But yeah, 0%, so free money for seven years and you don't even have to pay anything for three months. So hey, man, if, if we are heading for apocalypse, might as well go pick up a new car. Don't got to pay anything out of your pocket as long as you got okay credit. And uh, boom, dude, you got a new fucking whip. And, uh, you know, go run over zombies in it. But, you know, the last time they did that was during the crash of 08. And this is looking like it's going to be way worse than that. So many small businesses are going to go under it just because you can't survive with fucking, without any business for a month. Not if you're a small business. If you're a big corporation, yeah. But a mom and pop shops, dude, they don't stand a chance. And it's sad, dude. And this is intentional. This is totally to put these motherfuckers under. And uh, it's just crazy, dude. So what else do we got here? Um, oh, I didn't even talk about the, the different states that are totally on lockdown. California is on lockdown. That's 40 million people that came and leave their house. It's insane. Illinois, New York, similar situations. Here in Nevada, we're in a similar situation. I'm expecting full lockdown to come Uh, Be announced any fucking day, any minute. It's ridiculous, dude. Hit the stores, guys. Get some shit to hold you over. Get some bullets, too. You never know what the fuck could happen. I've also been seeing a lot of videos of tanks rolling in on fucking... On trains and stuff. Like, hundreds of tanks rolling into the cities. I've seen in Manhattan, they got straight military convoys rolling through that bitch. This is some serious stuff, folks. And, uh... You know, a lot of people in this this conspiracy circle have been have been anticipating this for quite some time and outlining what may happen. And I'll read you an article about that. But first, I got a couple more. Um, this one is about Maryland, and it says Maryland prepared to jail people for up to a year if they resist new quarantine edicts. Maryland Governor Larry Hogan, a moderate voice within the Republican Party that has consistently opposed Donald Trump, is threatening anyone with up to a year behind bars if they refuse to abide by his coronavirus edicts. So do what I say or you're getting thrown in jail. Don't leave your fucking house, you slave. Hogan issued executive orders on Monday to close down restaurants, bars, movie theaters, and gyms throughout his state, exploiting emergency powers to justify his anti-constitutional mandate. He also banned any public gatherings with more than 50 people attending, which has since been reduced to 10 people in recent days. Maryland State Police Superintendent Colonel Woodrow W. Jones III made it clear that law enforcement will be working around the clock and across the state to enforce those orders. And there's a huge increase in police presence just in my town. They're fucking, dude, pigs everywhere. These cocksuckers are fucking holding it down. They're going to bring in the military soon, too. He made it clear that anyone who doesn't comply will be subject to a fine up to five grand and receiving up to a year in prison or both. So, double whammy. If a need for police or if a need for law enforcement action arises, we will take the appropriate action, he said. We are first conferencing with state's attorneys and local law enforcement chiefs and sheriffs across Maryland. We will work in support of and partnership with those local authorities. 
The Maryland National Guard may even be brought in to punish those who do not comply with Governor Hogan's edicts, according to spokesman Major Kurt Rauschenberg. A spokesman for Baltimore Mayor Bernard C. Jack Young, damn, these people got some crazy names, also threatened the public that they must abide by these new mandates indefinitely or potentially be locked up. We're not playing around, spokesman Lester Davis said. The hope is that people understand the seriousness of this and will comply, and we won't have to use enforcement measures. But we're more than willing to do that. Of course they are, dude. Why do you think people become cops? They want to break your fucking skull open, dude. These people don't care about you. They're not there to protect and serve. Very few of them are. They're there to fucking... Because they got a gun and a badge, man. It's a fucking superiority complex. Inferiority complex, rather. And uh, these assholes just want to fuck you up. You know, sorry. It's the fact. Our residents are now literally our public health officers, and we need them all to protect each other by following best practices around social distancing to limit the spread of the virus. See that? Let's, let me read that again. Our residents are now literally our public health officers, and we need them all to protect each other by following best practices around social distancing to limit the spread of the virus. So they're saying that you got to fucking snitch. You got to be a fucking snitch on your neighbor in case they, they go outside or you notice they have three people in their house and they're fucking too close to each other or something. This is 1984, folks. Brave New World. Been saying it for a long fucking time, and now it's they're, they're really ramping things up. The best thing Baltimoreans can do today is to stay home and not expose themselves or their families to any unnecessary risk. Not all superheroes wear capes. Some stay at home. Fucking so lame. Law enforcement is encouraging the public to snitch on other citizens who they believe to be not in compliance with the new edicts. As 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 authoritarianism intensifies amidst the coronavirus pandemic. The situation continues to evolve rapidly and we remain committed to taking whatever action necessary to promote social distancing, limit the spread of COVID-19, and spread li- uh, save lives. While Maryland public officials may have the most noble of intentions with their shuttering of the state, liberties once revoked have a tendency to never be restored. The coronavirus lockdown may be the new normal across the former land of the free. You know, there's a, I've been seeing that that phrase a lot lately, the new normal. But I ain't seeing my goddamn fucking YouTube views go up on my song, New Normal. I just wrote a song about this shit, man. I'm way ahead of the curve, dude. I got the insider information. Nah, not really. But I just see what the fuck's going on. But, uh, yeah, YouTube likes to censor me. They don't fucking like me, man. And, in fact, the, a big story that just came out was uh, that YouTube... Uh, they're not able to staff their facilities now, so what would usually be handled by a YouTube analyst, some dude working there, uh, to to take down your videos, they look at it and and decide whether it's going with their community guidelines, as they say. Well, now they don't have anyone working there, so they're just going to use their AI software, and a lot of videos are going to be taken down because the AI doesn't know any better. They're just going to take shit down. It's not a, it's not their fault. They don't have anyone working there. So this is a huge uh, suppression move by YouTube, and that's why it's, you can't rely on these platforms anymore. They don't give a fuck about you. They're all part of the establishment. And uh, with news about that establishment, internet motherfuckers, of course, uh, you guys might know that Bill Gates just stepped down from Microsoft. Uh, but guess who else just stepped down? Google co-founders Larry Page and Sergey Brin relinquish their titles and step down. 
And it goes on to explain that they're stepping down from Alphabet, which is the parent company of Google. And they go on to say that, oh, Google was just created in the garage by these two guys. And they're living the American dream. They started out with nothing, and now they're worth $50 billion. And, you know, Silicon Valley fucking miracles and shit. And, like, bro, if if you're believing that Google was made in the fucking garage, you're fucking tripping. Or if you think that Zuckerberg made Facebook in his fucking dorm room, dude, you are you should go see a fucking psychologist because you're crazy if you believe that shit. Uh, that doesn't happen. No, not something which is that important and that pervasive in society and used to, to um, you know, surveil so many people. That shit's not made by some random dude in the garage. <laughs> Maybe at one point he had an idea or something, but it's it's totally bought out by the Defense Department and supported by them and used as a tool by the government. There's a lot more going into that scenario than than what they portray to society. These aren't just benevolent fucking dudes from the Bay Area who are chilling in that garage, you know, <laughs> writing code, and then they make Google or Facebook. Nah, that's not how the real world works. And I mention in almost every show that I do that the internet was created by DARPA, which is a branch of the Pentagon known as the Defense Advanced Research Project Agency. Their entire purpose is to create military weapons, and that's what the internet is. And, uh, you know, www in gematria equals 666, 24, 2 plus 4 is 6. W is the 24th letter of the alphabet. It's the mark of the beast. Ah, man, and that's also why they call it the web, because they had to get everyone caught in the web like a spider's web. And now that we're all in the web, massive mind control, obviously. They're trying to to create our whole monetary system to be to be centered upon the web. It's all digital, all card-based, and eventually it's just going to be like a fucking vaccine in your body, like with some smart dust type shit that tells people how much money you have, what your social credit score is. And uh, all this shit, man. This They got plans for all this shit. And it all has to do with the internet. But, oh, no, it was just created by some guy in the fucking garage. He's fucking around one day, and, you know, he's beaten off, and then he fucking decided to create the internet. <laughs> ah, yeah, yeah. Um, going into more of the... Some of the, the legislation that's been brought in under justification of the COVID-19 virus. This is something that's happening in Jordan... <laughs> Uh, excuse me, I'm, I'm, I got the fucking virus, man. <clears throat> Just kidding, I don't know if I do. I, don't, I hope not. Tell you what, I'm not getting any vaccine that they fucking offer me. Fuck them. Uh, anyways, this comes from Roya News, which is some Islamic site, I think. It says, what is the national defense law that Jordan will likely pass to fight corona? As the increasing number of coronavirus in Jordan is increasing, As the number of coronavirus in Jordan is increasing, the government may have to activate the national defense law to overcome the crisis. During a press conference held yesterday, Minister of State for Media Affairs Amjad Adelehe said that the government will likely announce the national defense law soon and will take the strictest measures against those who publish rumors and misinformation, in addition to other measures to prevent the spread of the outbreak. See, information warfare... Uh, with the justification being a virus that 
is not as pervasive as they're making it seem. What is the national defense law? Article 2 of the defense law explains its objectives. It stipulates that upon a decision and a royal decree, a national defense law shall be passed in case of emergency that would threaten the national security or public safety in all parts of the kingdom or in a region due to war, disturbances, armed eternal strife, public disasters, or the spread of a pest or epidemic. However, the third article of the law states... The application of this law shall be entrusted to the Prime Minister to take the necessary measures and procedures so as to ensure public safety and defend the kingdom without being bound by the provisions of the regular laws in force. The Prime Prime Minister exercises his powers according to written orders. The Prime Minister may delegate all or some of his powers to whomever he deems fit to do so throughout the kingdom or in a specific region thereof, subject to the conditions and restrictions that he appoints. So basically greenlighting the the Prime Minister to do whatever the fuck he wants. Uh, The fourth article of the law states that the powers of the Prime Minister under this law, it states the powers, the PM may exercise the following powers. Placing restrictions on the freedom of people to gather, move, reside, and arrest or detain suspects or those who pose a threat to the national security and public order. Assigning any person to perform any work or service within their ability so they could tell anybody, you know, you got to get this job, you got to do this for us. Uh, You can't fucking gather with any people. You, You can't do shit. They can arrest you for no fucking reason just because they say that you pose a threat. What the fuck does that even mean? So if you have the virus, you know? Then you pose a threat. You're a carrier. Or even you're suspected of you fucking sneeze or something. They lock you up, throw you in the back of a fucking truck, and you're never seen again. This may sound far-fetched, but these are actual laws that they're passing. You know what I'm saying? Think about this shit, man. This is in Jordan, but this is a global system, folks. This is coming in everywhere. I could see that happening. Checking persons, places, and vehicles without being bound by the provisions of any other law and ordering the use of appropriate force in the event of opposition. So if you fucking, you know, talk back, they're going to shoot you. Setting possession of movable and immovable property and postponing debt payment and the accrued liability, preventing or restricting the importation, exportation, or transfer of goods from one place to another, and prohibiting their concealment, destruction, purchase, or bartering them, and setting their prices, seizing any land, building, road, or and or source of water and energy, removing any trees or installations on them, establishing facilities for defense purposes instead, and ordering the concerned parties to manage, exploit, and organize their use. So they're going to come steal your land, fucking kill your trees and put a military base there or a fucking FEMA camp. I don't fucking know. I don't know if Jordan has FEMA camps. It might be something different, but anyways, and it goes on to list more draconian measures aimed at taking away your freedom, which I don't know how much freedom Jordan had to begin with, but nonetheless, it's pretty frightening. And this is just what I'm getting at here is this virus is used to uh, justify these these insane measures that are be ta- being taken by uh, governments across the world to to fucking lock shit down, dude. Take away your freedom. It's fucked up, man. It's fucked up. Uh, another thing going on: uh, Trump enacted the Defense Production Act. I'm not going to get into you know exactly what that is. I don't really know. <laughs> but all I know is that it it allows the government to to utilize private corporations to manufacture goods that they need, which in this case is apparently going to be masks and respirators and shit. So 
I'm sure there's other things, you know, snuck into that act that allows them to do some other crazy shit, which is probably what you should be focusing on. But I didn't read the whole thing, I'm not going to lie. Just just another thing to look at, you know, more more measures being implemented by the government. <sighs> With this is the justification. We should all be very scared. Um, what else we got here? Now, if you've been on Netflix lately, which I'm sure you have, seeing as how there's nothing else to do, you would notice that the movie Contagion is trending. It's right there on the front of the fucking website when you when you get there, or the app, or whatever you want to call it. They want you to watch it. Why do you think that is? Because it's predictive programming. It's f- making you very scared. You know, any it, this could happen. Everyone's going to die. That's what they're using these these movies for. Uh, I have this article here by Vigilant Citizen, uh, and it is entitled, How the Movie Contagion Laid the Blueprint for the Coronavirus Outbreak, and this was published 10 days ago. In the midst of the coronavirus panic, the 2011 movie Contagion became one of the most watched one of the most watched movies online. Here's a look at the main themes of the movie and how they're becoming a reality in 2020. And think about it, guys, uh, how convenient that this is on the most popular streaming platform in the world, you know, and it's not, you know, one of those purchase movies that you got to (laughs) do. Because for the most part, Netflix has got a whole lot of bullshit on there, but they got Contagion for free. They want you to watch it. And the article cool goes like this. As coronavirus spreads fear and panic across the world, streaming services have been observing a spike of interest in the 2011 movie Contagion. Starring Matt Damon, Gwyneth Paltrow, and Lawrence Fishburne, the movie follows the outbreak of a deadly virus called MEV-1 and its disastrous impacts on society. Needless to say, in today's context, Contagion is not a comforting watch. In fact, if the whole coronavirus situation is already making you anxious... You should probably avoid contagion because it will only make things worse. In fact, the slogan of the movie is nothing spreads like fear. And that is basically the goal of the movie to scare and to educate. Over eight years ago, I wrote the article contagion, how disaster movies educate the masses, where I highlighted the main messages of this movie and the blueprint it lays it out and the blueprint it lays out for future epidemics. Back in 2012, I found it important to analyze this movie because it is not simply a scary thriller. In fact, there is nothing entertaining about that movie. It is an educational movie. It is an ultra-realistic depiction of a massive pandemic outbreak that takes place in real locations and that involves real organizations. Indeed, while the movie was directed by Steven Soderbergh, its narrative has... I just got a, a notification on my phone that said... How the coronavirus could change our world forever. Plus the incredible powers of walking. (laughs) I fucking hate that they give you these fucking updates. (sighs) That's what I get for having a cell phone. Anyways, let let me restart. My bad. Back in 2012, I found it important to analyze this movie because it is not simply a scary thriller. In fact, there is nothing entertaining about that movie. It is an educational video. It is an ultra-realistic depiction of a massive pandemic outbreak that takes place in real locations and that involves real organizations. Indeed, while the movie was directed by Steven Soderbergh, its narrative was shaped with input by the World Health Organization and the CDC and various Specialists. Now, of course, the World Health Organization is the organization that simulated this whole pandemic outbreak 
in uh, October of 2019 with help from the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation and Johns Hopkins Bloomberg University of Public Health. They plan all this shit. Here's an expert of an interview with Contagion writer Scott Z. Burns about the involvement of these organizations in the making of the movie. CS, which is the... No, I don't know who that is. Were you able to get in touch with anyone from the World Health Organization? Burns. Yes, I went to CDC in Atlanta a number of times. We actually shot part of the movie there, and we did have a lot of conversations with the World Health Organization throughout the process. Larry Brilliant and Dr. Lipkin helped us a lot in terms of reaching out to WHO, so they were very aware of the movie. In fact, we shot part of the movie there as well, the scene where Marion Coltillard walks into the office in Geneva. So basically they're saying that they should, you know, they, the World Health Organization let them shoot the movie there and they're totally involved in the creation of it. To put things into context, the movie came out a couple of years after the H1N1 crisis in 2008. After months of panic and mass vaccination campaign, some studies show that the WHO and the CDC grossly overestimated the number of actual H1N1 cases and pushed a vaccine that many deemed unnecessary. There's so much fucking money in vaccinations, it's insane. And uh, if you if you point that out, you're an anti-vaxxer and you're going to be deplatformed. Uh, so you know, watch out, folks. Not allowed. Facts don't matter in this fucking system. A movie like Contagion was a good remedy for this tarnished credibility. So basically, saying it's propaganda for the vaccination industry, which is a very real fact. In 2020, the world faces another major epidemic scare, and Contagion becomes relevant again. Not only that, but mass media has also been casting a solid spotlight on it. Of course, they have. Uh, a recent headlight from the New York Times about Contagion. So, is Contagion accurate? Oh, wait, no, here's the, the article. It says, For me, rewatching Contagion was fun. Until it wasn't. Some of us has turned to a 2011 movie by Steven Soderbergh to see just how bad things can get. And that was a, a New York Times... New York Times fucking headline. Good free publicity, though, huh? Well, no such thing as free publicity. Maybe there is a... Or is it no better thing than free publicity? No such thing as bad publicity. That's how it goes. So is Contagion accurate? Yes, more than ever. Let's look at the main themes of the movie and how they are becoming a reality in 2020. Contagion. The movie begins by showing the various ways a virus can spread through the world in a matter of days. A guy who is feeling sick in Tokyo takes public transportation and he's touching things and the population of Tokyo is 36.6 million. Soon after, the virus reaches the United States and all hell breaks loose. Gwyneth Paltrow dies in a horrific manner, manner, causing the viewers to be extra scared. In Contagion, the public is depicted as rather idiotic and prone to panic. Panicked people raid a pharmacy, and it's showing images of this. And you can, I'll, I'll put this article in the show notes so you can check it out. Uh, if you haven't seen the movie, don't watch it. <laughs> in 2020, the coronavirus outbreak causing massive lines in stores as people stockpile various items. Can't fucking blame them. Buying tons of toilet paper in California. What people do when they're scared but are not sure what to do. In Contagion, as MEV1 spreads in the United States, the American government flees to an undisclosed location and looks for a way of working online. In real life, the coronavirus, the coronavirus scare has already reached the White House as several representatives, including Trump, were reportedly in contact with disease character carriers. There are also plans for working online. 
Uh, Trump admitted, and this is a headline, it says, Trump administration wants hundreds of thousands of federal workers to be ready to telework full-time, so work from home. A recent headline from the Washington Post says that, it says, uh, so in contagion, the American government basically goes into hiding and specific organizations take over, which happen to be the organizations that helped to create the movie, the CDC, the WHO, and FEMA, the American Red Cross, and the U.S. Army. Soon after, the state of Minnesota is placed in quarantine, and U.S. Our, this is showing an image It says U.S. Army controls the flow of traffic in Minnesota and blocks those who attempt to leave the state. Uh, that's going to happen here, folks, if not already happening. While in 2011, the concept of putting entire states in quarantine was a fictional yet plausible scenario, it became a reality in 2020. As you might know, the entire country of Italy is currently in lockdown. And this was, uh, you know, 10 days ago, so a lot more places are in lockdown too. For example, the state of California and soon where I live in, in Nevada. Uh, this is another headline that says, Italy expands its quarantine to the entire country as coronavirus cases and deaths surge. It is also beginning to happen in the United States as the National Guard was sent to New Rochelle to help contain a cluster of infections. In contagion, things go way further than containment. The governor declares martial law and people are directed to FEMA camps. You know, remember the FEMA camps, folks? How they're going to use the fucking WalMarts to, uh, you know, house everybody there? Yeah. Civilians, even healthy ones, have their rights revoked and are directed to FEMA camps where they are fed and lodged. In this scene, the lack of individual meals to feed all of the camp's population causes a small riot. Mass vaccination campaign. After months of horror, panic, and death, a solution finally arrives. A vaccine! As soon as a vaccine is developed for MEV1, vaccination centers pop up across the world. Thank God. In 2020, the ultimate solution to eradicate coronavirus will most likely take the form of a vaccine as well. And this is a headline, a real headline recently. It says, Israeli-made oral vaccine for coronavirus is on track, but testing will take months. Uh, In contagion, the vaccine is not only encouraged, it is mandatory. Hmm. People who get vaccinated receive a bracelet with a barcode. That's in the movie. Those who wear the bracelet are allowed to go to public places such as shopping malls. Those who do not get vaccinated cannot go anywhere, and they ultimately die. And some people refuse to get vaccinated. The Conspiracy Theorist. An important part of the plot of Contagion involves a conspiracy theorist played by Jude Law who rants against the vaccine. The Conspiracy Theorist uh, runs a blog called Truth Serum that is followed by millions of readers. Followed by millions of readers. Uh, This is interesting. The blogger claims that a cure for the MEV1 virus actually exists, but it is repressed by the powers that be to sell vaccines. He also urges his readers not to take the vaccine that is given out by authorities. In Contagion, the conspiracy theorist is depicted as a shady person with a questionable work ethic. The scientific community despises him. As one scientist tells him, blogging is not writing, it's graffiting with punctuation. (laughs) Sorry, I fucked that up. Blogging is not writing. It's graffiti with punctuation. (laughs) That's funny. The blogger is then set up by an undercover agent and gets arrested for security fraud, conspiracy, and most likely manslaughter. Conspiracy theorist gets arrested due to the contents of his blog. No shit. In the end, it is discovered that the blogger was a fraud and that he made $4.5 million off this false cure for MEV1. In short, the movie tells the viewers that the government did the right thing by arresting the blogger. In 2020, the fight against conspiracy theories about coronavirus is definitely on the agenda. Here are some recent headlines, and this one's by Business Insider. It says, Russia has been accused by the U.S. of spreading conspiracy theories. 
that coronavirus is a biological weapon created by the CIA, and now the UK has set up a unit to fight them. Here's another one. It says, Coronavirus and the plague, the disease of viral conspiracy theories. As countless coronavirus rumors circulate online, DW takes a look at some of history's biggest conspiracy theories during pandemics. So we're just evil people trying to, you know, make money off of you and do this and that, when in reality it's the complete opposite situation. We're putting ourselves at risk trying to get this information out there, and the people who control the world are the ones making all the money and trying to fucking murder you. But that doesn't matter, does it? Uh, Here's another headline. It says, Coronavirus is a breeding ground for conspiracy theories, and that has serious consequences. Another one. Conspiracy theories, conspiracy theorists blame U.S. for coronavirus. China is happy to encourage them. So big bad China, big bad Russia, and worst of all, conspiracy theorists. In conclusion, as I explained back in 2012, the aim of contagion was not to entertain, but to educate. It lays a blueprint for the process that needs to take place when an epidemic rises. Fear and panic, breakdown of social order, control and lockdowns, social distancing, mandatory solution, and repression of those who oppose it. While in 2020, things might not go as far as in contagion, let's hope not, the movie mentally prepares people for what could happen, and therein lies the awesome power of mass media to shape and mold society on a global level. P.S. If you appreciate this article, show your support through uh, blah, 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 doing a donation, and uh, that's VigilantCitizen.com. So check him out, read that. But, uh, you know, just another example of Hollywood predictive programming and how they use these stars to completely brainwash you. And, uh, you know, it's funny that people actually look up to these people. You got to keep in mind, folks, that these guys are playing a part. They're not even real people. I mean, they are real people, but they're never being themselves. Like, you don't like these people for who they are as a person. You like them for the characters that they play. And you have to realize that these people are always lying. And that's what they are as professional liars. That's what an actor is. So uh, you can never know when they're being sincere. They're always playing a part. And that's why they use people like Leonardo DiCaprio to uh, you know, promote the climate change scam and uh, other people like that. You know, George Clooney and just these, these big superstars, Matt Damon, these fucking dumb cocksuckers. And uh, people look up to them and they believe them. And... You know, that's that. Another thing they've done is use the uh, NBA players. You know, COVID-19 is going through the NBA. Fucking Kevin Durant's got it or some shit. Like, man, it's ridiculous. (coughs) Man, I don't know. So, you know, that's happening. And, uh, you know... There's more stuff going on than this virus, but obviously it hits so close to home that it's it's pretty important. So we're going to fucking talk about it. Let me see what I got here. Uh, this is a 40-minute video, but I'll put it in the show notes. And it's a video uh, from activistpost.com, and it's talking about how COVID ticks every globalist checkbox. Martial law, one world government, depopulation, and smart cities. And uh, I was going to play it for you, but it's too long. So I put it in the show notes, and you can read it for yourself. Basically, what what's going on here is just this crazy times, dude. This is a whole social experiment by the government. Uh, they're going to collapse the economy totally. 
put an incredible amount of small businesses under. I mean, just the amount of people who've applied for unemployment is at a record high. And it's going to increase because, you know, these small businesses, they're not set up to, to take care of employees at for a long duration when they can't do business. Nobody sets up for that. It's it's completely unprecedented, you know. This this sort of thing doesn't happen very often, in fact, ever. And now, you know, they're experimenting on the population, and all we can do is kind of look at what they've written out in um, plans like Agenda Twenty One and Agenda Twenty Thirty, which you know the UN has come out and talked about their global plans for society and how they want to change the world. And this new system that they want to bring in, which, you know, involves people not being able to go many places. You know, they don't want you to be able to drive around. They don't want you to own private property. Uh, and and this disastrous event will be used to bring in you know, this agenda and to further that. So, you know, don't be scared. Don't let fear grip you, but do be prepared. Like I said, you know, food and ammo. What more could you get, I guess? Because, you know, it's very unlikely that things will, you know, shit's going to pop off and uh, motherfuckers are going to be shooting each other and stuff, but anything's possible. Depending on where you live, too, certain neighborhoods are worse than others, man. You know, there's a lot of places in this country you might not want to be. If if uh, people are hungry and desperate, they, they do some crazy stuff, man. So it doesn't help. I mean, it doesn't hurt to have a, a weapon, and uh, have a plan too. And in the event that military personnel does come door to door, forcing vaccinations, you know, you sh- you should have something, a plan ahead of time about how you'll respond to that. Or if they come in trying to take your guns or some shit, because this could be used for any number of of uh, of things they've been trying to do. You know, take your guns, fucking shoot you up with some sort of vaccination with who knows what in it. And like I said, before you go, believe in all the propaganda and the the media and the government. Remember, this is the same government that blew up the World Trade Center. It's the same government that is spraying the sky with who fucking knows what. The same government that intentionally infects the population with diseases. The same government that does mind control experiments on the population. And the same government that whose whose goal whole goal is just to control you. And, you know, make you a slave, tax you into austerity, and steal your money, and uh, fuck you over. That's the that's what they do, man. And to think that this government is trying to protect you, and trying to protect old people in particular, it's just ridiculous to believe. I mean, look what our society does to our old people. We don't take care of them. The government certainly doesn't take care of them. Why do you think old people have to shop at the fucking dollar store? Because even though they paid into Social Security their whole life... And Medicare and all this shit, they're not getting enough money to to live a comfortable life. That's why they have to live in these 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 little homes, or if they are lucky enough to to have their own spot, they gotta be very careful with their money. They can't afford much. You know, they don't get the best health care. Even though they've lived in this country their whole life, they've paid their dues. <laughs> they don't care about old people, dude. They want to fucking kill these people. They want to get rid of them. They want to infect them with this disease. You know, they they want to decrease the population. Look into the Georgia Guidestones. 
Look at how they want to reduce the global population to under 500 million. Do you realize how how big of a of a number that is to to come off the population? We have over seven billion people in the world, so that means they want to kill six and a half billion. You know, maybe seven billion. That's a lot of people, guys. And uh, to think, you know, it's a big club, and you ain't in it. You know. So remember that shit, man. Try to spread the truth. Try to spread the knowledge. It's needed more than ever right now. Try to avoid the fear thing, but but still, let people know what's going on, dude, because a lot of people are confused. They don't understand what's happening, and they don't understand that this has been in the fucking works for a long time. And that's why, you know, people like myself and other other researchers aren't so surprised by this. We're not so taken aback because, you know, it's I mean, it's kind of a trippy, like, oh shit, they're actually doing it. But, you know, we've been anticipating this for quite some time because they've been talking about what they want to do. They've been foreshadowing it in film and in books. And uh, it's just a matter of putting the pieces together and, you know, being able to decipher the information and, and figure out what's really going on. So crazy fucking times we're living in, guys. And all you can do is just try to be safe, take care of your friends and family, uh, you know, look out for yourself. And just, you know, don't believe the hype. Do what you can to uh, stay safe. Good luck out there, everybody. Thank you for listening. Please share this. Uh, you can go on to hamistheliongiller.com. That's my website. Uh, I got, you know, all my shit's going to be put up right there. If I do a new video or something, it's going to be put up right there. The podcasts are available right there. Um, because you can't depend on these these social media websites. Like I said, they're going to start cracking down more than ever. They already have been. They've already been censoring my shit. I mean, even if you just look up the Digital Clouds video, like, dude, that shit has like a hundred and something thousand views, and then uh, it doesn't even pop up. You type up in Digital Clouds, and it's like 10 pages back or some shit. Like, they don't want people to see that. They don't want people to know my information. They don't want people to watch my videos or listen to my music, and that's not just me being a hater and justifying, you know, that I suck and nobody fucks with me. It's just a fact, dude. These these people ain't down with the message, but that's not going to stop me from from uh, exposing the truth and getting my fucking stream of consciousness out into into reality to impact things and make things change because that's all we can do, man, is try to talk. You know, you're not set on this planet to be a fucking mindless sheep and just to be controlled and manipulated. You have a mind and that's the most beautiful thing that the universe has ever created is the human mind and the ability to be an individual and think and decipher things for yourself. And the fact that they go through so much fucking painstaking shit to control your mind and to make it so you can't do that should be evidence enough that you should be doing that and that there's something incredibly special going on with us human beings. And, uh, you know, I kind of like to to end it with a recap that this this is a big... It's a big test, man. This is a spiritual thing we're going through, and it's good versus evil. So choose a fucking side, and uh, you know, put up or shut up, dude. If if you ain't got, if you ain't fighting the good fight, what the fuck are you doing then? Don't be a bitch. Fucking <laughs> do something. You know what I'm saying? Say something. That's all you can do. So thank you everybody for listening. Stay safe out there. I'll be coming up with another broadcast soon. Peace out. Is this going to hit us? We're efforting that as we speak, sir. What kind of damage are we? Damage? A total, sir. It's what we call a global killer. 
the end of mankind. It doesn't matter where it hits. Nothing would survive, not even bacteria. My God. What do we do? Apocalypse. Hard to survive. 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 